You're watching the Tesla Life without your host, Mark Coughlin. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everyone out there. As uh, Patrick told us, we are running without Mark today. Uh, something happened, you know, he, he just left us in the car, and things were in the ignition, and we started punching buttons and shit, and then then there was a mess. Camp mode, or at least dog mode. Oh, no, I was going, I was going old school with the car. <laughs> yeah, so, so there's, a, there's an interesting story with that. My, uh, my mom had an old uh, Firebird. That she uh, was brown with the chicken on the hood. That was Firebird, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> the flaming chicken. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So she she upgraded the uh, the engine and uh, she turned it off, put the park park brake on. The windows were down. She was just going in for a second to fix something up from her parents' house. And uh, keys were in the ignition. Uh, I don't know how old I was, but I wasn't in school yet. I released the park brake <laughs> and rolled back into the street and. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, so she went in for a second, didn't get what she was going for, and, and came out to all the neighbors honking their horn at me, blocking all of the street. And <laughs> it could have been so bad. Oh yeah. Oh, so uh, stealing that um, uh, supercharged spot was not, not the first of your uh, vehicle shenanigans, <laughs> vehicular shenanigans. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, okay. so for episode 253, uh, Mark is out elsewhere, and uh, and he wasn't objecting to us going ahead and running stuff, so that's what we've done, and uh, we went with dealer's choice. So uh, we're going to start out with Patrick. He's got some stories, and then I've got some stories, and we're going to get into some discussion. And then, of course, uh, anybody who's in the chat, you know, Hockey Day is always there, and anybody else who's in there, chat it up, because uh, we, we've actually left a, a space for uh, audience interaction. So, uh, right. Tell us how your week's been going, Patrick. Oh, my week's been going good. Um, uh, nice and sunny here. Lots of solar coming in. Uh, it's um, it's nice to to be banking those extra kilowatt hours that I'll, I'll need in January, because uh, our our solar year uh, goes from April first uh, around uh, as far as banking with the uh, utility goes, which is oh, a good. Cool. They start it in the spring. That's the way it should be. That's the way it ought to be. Yeah. Unlike mine, starting in January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Not at all. I didn't realize net metering had different. Uh, I thought you know, if you have net metering, you have net metering, and they're the same everywhere. But they're not. There's lots of little nuances. Um, whether you're on time of use or not, what time of year it starts, how much can you bank, uh, what happens to the rollover. Uh, there's lots and lots of subtleties with that. Exactly. What about you? How's your week? And, uh, it's, it's been busy. Uh, Work had some projects going on. Uh, baby's decided that she doesn't want to when somebody's holding her, and uh, so that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. You want to jump into a story? Yeah. Let's start with you. You had one that you picked out before we decided that Mark wasn't going to be here. Right. So um, this is one. The, the topic actually came up on the show. I was looking. At, we we talked about how Tesla's biggest advantage was that they didn't have to have a competitor like Tesla. And so I was trying to quantify that. And as part of that bigger article, I started looking at the Model S. And it just so happens that this year, the Model S turns 10. The original came out in 2012. And 
so I thought that would be a good comparison of the Model S then versus the Model S now. I, I wanted to do the Roadster because that was their original vehicle, but there is really no Roadster now yet. There's only, you know, on paper. So I didn't think that would be Supposed a fair to be. comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a little really late. Nice. <laughs> yes. If, if that, when it comes out, that'll be a great, where they were uh, when that first came out to where they are when the, the new version, that'll be a huge delta. But the nice thing about the Model S is it's been the same vehicle and it's just been an evolution of it. And Tesla's pace of innovation has been incredible. And the other thing, um, it's an uh, aluminum body car and, and 10 year anniversary is the aluminum anniversary. So that was just the perfect uh, time to, to do this. And uh, so um, I don't know if you can share it um, or not, but yeah. uh, I've made a, I made a little table that, that shows uh, the original version and th there's, They've had various performance versions, the insane version, the ludicrous version, and uh, they had the Founders Edition with the original one. To get rid of as much of that from the special variants that I could, I just went with the long-range version of the original 2012 and the long-range version of the current year. The difference is the original long-range was rear-wheel drive, whereas the current one's dual motor. So, um, oh yeah, there you've got the table up right there. I can uh, look on the screen now. And uh, so just first off the top is the price. It's actually yeah. $15,000 cheaper and you get an extra motor. And straight and dollars. You go, inflation, yeah. Yes. And then <laughs> if you inflation adjust it, and I just plunked the original 115 into the Bureau of Labor Statistics inflation calculator. And that's what spit out. Um, of course, ending in 69, because that ah. <laughs> has to. Uh, I didn't, that was not just me throwing an Easter egg in there. That's really the number that came out. Uh, the range, you get more than 100 miles additional range. The zero to 60 time is more than a second faster, quicker. Um, the original one did not have any sort of uh, autopilot. The, they didn't add that until 2014. So now autopilot is standard, and you can, of course, upgrade it. Uh, with FSD beta, and uh, it, even with the upgrade to FSD, it's still cheaper than the original 115, let alone the inflation-adjusted 144. Uh, the supercharger time is faster. Actually, and, and you are yeah. generous on the on the first gen because I started mm -hmm. at 90, and even before that, it didn't exist. It, it just happened to be in there. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, yeah. I was thinking about what should I put in a practical 120 or, or 90 kilowatts? And uh, I, I, I decided to err on the side of giving it the benefit of the doubt, because even with that, it's still an impressive improvement. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought if I if I put in those lower numbers that then someone's just going to say, well, no, actually, it was it was this higher number. And then they, they discredit. Uh, you know, start questioning the uh, credibility of the whole whole point that I was trying to make. So that was it. That was, uh, I thought, how is someone else going to compete with Tesla? It's going to be very difficult. They don't get the, if the 2012 version of the car came out today, it would not be an award-winning, uh, groundbreaking vehicle. And it was when it came out. And right. that gave Tesla runway to make a lot of mistakes and, uh, um, so, so there you go. That was what I wanted to to share, and especially yeah. thought it was cool because it came up in this show, it did. Uh, like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's another uh, good thing to look at. Is like you know we keep saying you know get the one that you want as it becomes available because who knows what's going to happen. Uh, there are some things that people liked about those original cars that you can't get today, and 
then of course if you're always waiting for the newest best one uh the way that tesla does their rollouts you're always going to be waiting you'll never have a car so yeah uh, if you if you took the time and just said all right this is the one i'm going to get this is the next one i'm going to get and and you you know digital freeze frame snapshots there uh look at how much it can improve in between your two cars uh, i'm yes. assuming that you don't keep your car for 10 years uh some people do but uh, most people's closer to three to six years. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm shooting for nine with my Model X. So I got it in 2016, and I'm planning on getting a 2025. So, nice. it, it, yeah, it, it, um, yeah, I don't have the all the latest and greatest, but I also don't have a car payment. So <laughs> that's kind of nice, <laughs> <laughs> which is how I can save up to buy another one in 2025. There you go. Mine's yeah. almost done. <laughs> yeah, unless you're a multimillionaire, I don't think you should be getting a new car every three years. So, unless you're leasing. <laughs> well, no, even leasing, then you're you're still paying every month all the time, and mm -hmm. you, you never. Uh, yes, yeah. but the but the math they're not going to you're not no, the banks do the math. Yeah, yeah, but 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 to get it to get a new lease every three years is a lot more fiscally responsible than getting you know, a brand new purchase and then trade in or private sale and then do it all over again. Uh, these last two years have really messed with the way the used cars go. Uh, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. uh, if you're somebody who can't keep a car for that long, uh, you got to figure out what your actual car budget is, and then from there. Uh, that is your way to to get into a new car all the time. If you can do the miles and if you don't customize the car, if you do either of those things, then you don't need to be getting a new car every three years, regardless. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, buying a car and and using it for ten years is the best math wise, or using it till the wheels fall off. <laughs> and with yeah. an electric vehicle, that uh, they're pretty dependable, so that you could, I could make this probably the last car I ever own if I really really wanted to. Certainly, and and as uh, as we're gonna get into with another story, um, you can you can actually expect that that battery is gonna outlast the car. Yes. Speaking of which, uh, you just froze for a second. I got my Starlink out back, but it's not um, it's not plugged plumbed into the network yet. I gotta run a uh, run an Ethernet from from the back door to the front door. <laughs> cool. You will yeah. be. Uh... On Starlink next time uh, on the show. That well, at least cool. for part of it, because <laughs> um, we've got trees everywhere, so it, it doesn't like it. Uh oh. Got to well, find a, I, a clear view of the sky. Well, when I ordered it, I had a clear view of the sky, and then I moved. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> do you have to tell them you've moved to have it set up for a different zone? Uh, yes, yes. But this one, uh, when they finally were ready, my name came up. They're like, "Oh, hey, where do you live now?" And then they they set it oh, up. Okay. Yeah. Good. So yeah, it came with the right address uh, yeah. the first time for you. Cool. Yeah. So uh, ten years of Model S. My goodness. I remember. I remember the first time I saw one was in a mall, and <laughs> that that was a complete paradigm shift in itself. Like you could see cars in the mall uh, all over the place uh, even before that, but they were usually static demos, locked up. Nobody was there. There was a little business card for what salesperson to call. Uh, here was a whole store. Like they had three three cars jammed in there, um, people were willing to show you around, and they let you just go on a test drive this hundred thousand dollar car with <laughs> nothing but a driver's license. And... <laughs> yeah, um, I saw. I think it was the beta version of the vehicle, and um, it, it they were uh, showing it off at museums around the country, yeah. and here in Portland it was at the Museum of Mobility, which. Sounds like it might be uh, uh, where cars are frequently. No, the, it was like uh, mobile sculptures. 
Oh, wow. Uh, and so, and it was right in the middle and there were all these uh, various, uh, you know, like uh, uh, things that were tip and bob and weave and around yeah. it. And uh, like it was really cool. And stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, huh. And I, I remember the self-presenting doors. Yes. When uh, the the, uh, the Tesla rep was there and I was like, that is really cool, but somebody's going to get their fingers pinched in there. There's no way that this is just, I was used to the way cars used to be and that uh, you see these, awesome concept cars and then almost none of that makes it to production and i was like oh, okay I, I, at first i was intrigued because they were calling it the beta and i was like that's a software term that's, right that's right Nobody car cars companies beta. Do. so it, <laughs> yeah exactly it took me that was like the first light bulb moment that tesla's not like other car companies right they're a technology company that happens to make cars not a car company dabbling in technology exactly and, and that's some radically different mindset yeah my first intro to them was uh, with with the Roadster uh, when it came out. Like you saw Elon zooming around in the in the T zero. T zero was something that I was really, really impressed with. And then uh, the Roadster came out, and I saw the price, and you know that was nowhere near achievable mm-hmm. for me at the time. So Same I just kind of put them away. <laughs> and then then the Model S popped on the scene in that mall, and I was like, oh, is this that same company? They made the uh, the, the model the, the Roadster was actually in a couple of TV programs I watched at the time, and it was. That was impressive. And then um, my wife bought a, a blanket, which is no longer available for sale. So, yeah, even with the Tesla merch, if, the, if you see something you like, grab it before it sells out for good. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so then, then, then uh, you know, we saw the beta just like, just like uh, Patrick did. And then uh, later on what came up for me was when they said the alphas of the Model X. I'm like, alphas? I thought the betas was just them tongue-in-cheek. They're, they're serious about this, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> uh, I saw it first. Uh, saw the the roadster first at a uh, at an auto show. Um, it had just completed a cross country drive on the level two network because there were no superchargers back then. Right. <laughs> uh, it, it was dirty and 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 it had like the map wrapped on onto to where they drove. And then you know we were there with the the leaf and the volt and and then there was this. I was like, oh, it's not in the same class as these two cars by any means, but it's also it was unobtainium as well. So that was right. Awesome to see that you know they that they had the, the the secret master plan and they were going through because the Model S was still out of range but it was something that I could grasp and I did by 2016 and uh, as Patrick mentioned the self presenting door handles were phenomenal uh, until I had to go through six of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, originally uh, Tesla couldn't get the they they said the A player suppliers. Um, weren't interested in dealing with them. And so they would get like the C team from the C supplier. And so yes. they had a lot of problems of with quality of, of, of things like door handles and, and other things. And that that's kind of exactly the point is that they were, they had these early adopters back then who were like, Hey, I'd love this car. And Tesla's vehicles were an outlier in, in many ways. If, if, your other competition at that time was a leaf. It doesn't have anywhere near the range. It doesn't have anywhere near the tech. And um, of course, it doesn't have anywhere near the price. But I mean, if if you're in a, a income bracket where you just don't care about that, you care about the other things more. That's what you are buying a Tesla then. And uh, so it, th- that means that you're willing to tolerate. Okay, it's got some glitches. It's in fact, you might love it more because it has those things. That makes you part of this. It's uh, quirky. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you're in a club that not everybody can join because not right. everybody understands these things or can deal with these things. Uh, I think that's part of the on the um, early adoption curve on on the, the the far earliest people they call innovators. 
And uh, that's, I think, what makes those people want to do that stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, some of the luxury cars and some of the supercars. Like, just like you said, they, they've got their own quirks and people get mm-hmm. into clubs and talk about them. It's not quite the same as, as like a Corvette club where everybody's got their, their uh, New Balances and, and khakis. Uh, it's kind of like that today, <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was more like, like those other uh, low-volume vehicles uh, back in the day. And how could you ask him what, uh, what was the backlog back th- like then? And it was, it was still substantial. I mean, it, it was, was. A, from, from Roadster days. It never got smaller. <laughs> Yeah, um, we had Chelsea Sexton on the What Drives a Show, and she was talking about Tesla's backlog on the Model S. And and she said something, um, how you can buy your way to the front of the line. And I was yes. like, what are, you, what are you talking about? That didn't make sense to me. No. And, then, uh, <laughs> and, and I was like, you mean you can pay extra to cut? And she was like, no, no, no. You, you, you buy uh, the more expensive vehicle that makes them more profit. The, they're more motivated to make those. So if, you, if you're waiting for the 40 kilowatt hour pack, which never came, it was a, uh, they, they uh, dropped it completely uh-huh. by doing the 60 with the software limitation, um, which if you were getting one of those, that that's great, but I'm off. I'm off. I've already jumped on another tangent on this tangent. So <laughs> uh, that was uh, how you could uh, get it earlier was by the same kind of things you can do today. If you, uh, uh, upgrade your wheels and you full, pull in uh, uh, full self-driving and, and other things, you're likely to get your car earlier. Yep. So I was I was getting in line for the Model S40. Uh, I had one more paycheck to go before I could do the order fee. And the order fee was not $100, not $300, not $500. You had to drop five grand right there on the spot. And then shortly after, yep. they wanted the rest of their money before they even built your car. <laughs> and uh, So I had everything lined up for Model S40 because it, it had less range and it was cheaper. And um, so it was like a Wednesday or Tuesday and Elon's like, it's canceled. Nobody's ordering it. Nobody likes it. It's done. And I was like, my paycheck was due on Friday. No. Exactly. Had I known, I would have tried to get, get my hands on, a, on an order advisor and be like, Hey, uh, hook me up and it might've happened, but Oh, well, uh, <laughs> You still got there. You still got to join the club eventually. Exactly. <laughs> and then um, Akide was saying that, yeah, our Leafs and Volts versus the uh, the real deal, our compliance cars. Uh, JT says hello. And, uh, yeah, there we go. I don't, th- there were a lot of compliance cars. I would not call the Leaf or the Volt a compliance car. No, they were, they were like crossing that threshold. They weren't compliance. Yes, yes, right. Yeah, and that was nice because it was nationwide and it wasn't just a few thousand or whatever they needed to to get some carb credits. And yeah, we've seen lots and lots of examples of that. I, I missed out on the tequila. They had a, a new uh, tequila on uh, 420. They released 420 bottles and they had these really cool little shot glasses. I didn't get that with my tequila. I want to just get those shot glasses because right. I still have the tequila bottle. You can see it right there. there you uh, go. But so the, the shot lightning... glasses can't stand on their own just like the bottle can't right yeah they have to go in the little stand just yeah <laughs> did hey did any of you watching get yeah. tequila either originally or the, the latest round yeah did you casey i got in originally and i tried to get back in and uh that didn't work out so well uh, <laughs> i i sold my bottle and, and bought my air conditioner repair <laughs> <laughs> wow well hey that's not cheap so that's that's a, you must have made a little couple extra coins i did i did it was nice yeah um so what was the next one we were gonna do um so hockey hockey day actually um brought up 
one of your next ones. So I'm going to pop you next. Um, okay. On the uh, the orders, uh, Elon mentioned something at a at a at an interview he was on. Yeah, he was on FT Live, uh, the future of uh, uh, transportation, I think it was called, and uh, uh, JB Straubel was on there. And then they had a, like a 15 minute overlap between JB and Elon, and then and then Elon was interviewed. And um, one of the things that he said in there was that uh, Tesla warns. So this is the Drive Tesla Canada has an article about this, and it's titled "Elon warns that Tesla may stop taking orders for some vehicles due to ridiculous demand." So they have like a 12-month backlog on some of their more popular vehicles right now. And they've been raising prices, and yet they still have this backlog. And to predict out more than a year on what the commodity pricing is going to be, um, whatever, who knows what uh, force majeure could occur. We've, we've only had wars and uh, hurricanes and uh, pandemics. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so um the, uh, the cone of uncertainty past a year is really difficult. And and so to make a, I will give it to you at this price 15 months from now commitment is ridiculous. Um, they're either going to have to overcharge, which has some bad optics, or they're going to be wrong and undercharge, which is bad for their profitability as a, a business that wants to keep the doors open. So I think this is smart. What I would like to see, I mean, he, this is just an off the cuff. This was not like a, Oh, here's a formal announcement from Tesla. This is the plan. Um, right. it, it was, uh, he was asking about, the interviewer was asking if some of the distractions that Twitter could cause might cause a backlash against Tesla. And to which he said, no, we're going to sell every car we can make. In fact, we have this huge backlog. It's ridiculous. And we might have to stop taking orders. Um, so it was you know, to, the only to... way I see that actually having any effect on the cars is if if they announced that every Model S and Model Three that rolled off the line they would cut down however many acres of forest, <laughs> and even then that wouldn't bring it to zero. It would just significantly hurt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Twitter comes pre-installed on all the screens, and <laughs> you can't turn it off. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's this dude you don't like who's <laughs> on the center of the screen all the time. Even then, somebody would just say, "I'll, I'll just put a piece of paper over the screen. I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, what I hope the, the way if they do this, and I, I just made it a case why I think they should, I think they should still take reservations. Yeah. But reservations that don't have a price uh, assigned to them. And that's what they're doing today, which is why I was shocked by by his his statement. That he, he said, uh, "Right now, it is um, to the point where it's, it's like it is like it." So for the Cybertruck, later on, they ended up just removing the price, removing yes. any promises of what's inside. You couldn't pick your FSD price, and you were just paying $100 to, to get in line. Yes. And uh, so they had then started to move in some regions and some trims. They started to move the, the 3, the X, the Y, the S to that same situation. And so this announcement was it struck me by surprise because what's wrong with taking all these order fees and then you're not committed to a price until they mm-hmm. their name comes up and then do you want it right. or do you want to get back in line or do you want your hundred dollars back <laughs> right yeah I, yeah so that's the way that i hope they do it they, this will allow them to get through the backlog of orders that they have and then when that gets down to some reasonable amount i don't know what it is six nine months then they can invite the people based on their reservation number to, to place an order and uh, th- they can make their choice of the list you just said, either order it, uh, get back in line or, or say, no, I've changed my mind. And then then you can control how many 
actual orders you have that have dollar amount committed. And, uh, and even, you can... even, then, even then you're not committing to a delivery date. So at that point they could say, oh, yes. these, these 10,000 people ordered the Mac Daddy and these ones were the cheapskates. So let's, you know, they're going to come this way. And right. not, not saying that any of the cars are cheap by any means, just uh, <laughs> relative the, the jump in the line thing. And yes. um, it was just a shock to see that. So what I'm hoping happened is, you know, they don't listen to Elon when he tweets. Maybe he doesn't listen to them when they do the boring, boring businessy stuff. So maybe he didn't know that they were already doing this. <laughs> it's not like he's distracted. He doesn't do anything else, right? Right. It's not like he gets a proper amount of sleep or, or is, is focused on any one company. <laughs> or recently had two lawsuits that he was involved in and deposed for and had to appear in court. and Having to buy some, some company that doesn't seem to fit the mission. <laughs> yeah. And he's also been playing some video game recently that he's tweeting about. Yeah, I don't know where he finds the time to play video games amongst all the other crap he does all day long. It's like, it's like when yeah. did you do that? <laughs> he tweeted about it, and then and then I saw some uh, an, uh, response saying, "Oh, that's weak. You 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 obviously don't. You're not very good at this, or something." And whatever, they're gonna rag on him. But yeah. he's got other stuff. He's not a 14 year old at home with nothing else to do to to kid out his character in in the. the so I'm glad that the people like, oh, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, he's got more important things to do. I'm actually happy to hear that he wasn't very good at that game. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I think he would be another good example for the uh, I'm the grown up with kids mode or, you know, the, the disability, um, uh, uh, not the AIDS, but the disability access uh, modes of the game where it's like just less of the grinding. And it's like, here's the story, mm. here, here, here you get to, you know, experience progression. And you know, like if you if they like, uh, I love that you know they have the new Xbox controller. Where it's got the uh, the um, it's got a lot of different things on it, but then it also accepts plugins for for whatever you might need. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Dave B says he's got MS and uh, Tesla with FSD beta, uh, and it's so much safer now. I'm more confident in my driving, and I love it. Yeah, um, my my daughter, uh, she's she's had experience with me driving maybe two to three miles since uh, since she was born. Uh, since FSD was handling all the rest of the driving for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, accessibility of transportation to being able to get yourself from one place to another without being dependent on somebody else is huge. And um, FSD is going to open the doors for people with disabilities, uh, people who are uh, so old that they shouldn't be driving and often do dangerously. Um, and and uh, so... I can't wait. Um, I think it's going to make the road safer for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one that I brought up for my next story was uh, Tesla is suing a former employee. And they do this occasionally. Uh, but this one, uh, they claim uh, allegedly illegally copied the, the secrets to the Dojo computer's cooling system. And uh, for those that don't know, Dojo is the FSD supercomputer that's uh, in con under construction in, in, and in training. Uh, right now they're still using the NVIDIA supercluster and all the cars to do all the training right now, but the cars would then switch over to using the Dojo system for their training whenever it's completed. And um, uh, Patrick and I both do technical work, and, and, and there, there's a line with, with, with which, you know, you can certain IP belongs to your employer. No matter where and how it was made, you have to stick to your agreements. And, right. Uh, Yep. They don't then, own what you think. Right. Um, so you, you can learn about it and apply learnings. If you get some other job, just because you work somewhere doesn't mean that uh, they own you, but, right. but, but there's also just 
downloading their the files and yeah. putting them on your computer. And yeah, that's, that's, that's way over the line. And uh, yeah. Have you seen the um, uh, series devs? Uh, maybe. Um, so uh, it's an interesting near future uh, program. And uh, they, they have this um, quantum computer system that they're working on. And it's, uh, so they're already a high-tech company. And then from their elite programmers, they recruit them into this, this devs program to work on this, this quantum system. And um, one of the, uh, the characters that you're following early in the, in the show uh, is a Russian spy who's stealing the tech. And wow. uh, they, they catch him. And I was like, wow, <laughs> life imitates art here. Yeah. Uh, although he didn't just get sued. It was a little more harsh. Of, uh, they they, they caught him at the airport, though. <laughs> Uh, but this isn't the first time. Like, so obviously we had the Russian guy, and then we had. Uh, it started at the very beginning with Henrik Fisker stealing the the, the blueprints for the Model S to make his Fisker uh, Karma, and and so Tesla's had this problem since day one, and Allegedly. I don't understand how. Uh, didn't he settle? Well, Which implies yeah, guilt, but, but, but still allegedly, yeah. Right, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> just don't want you to get... Uh, speaking of lawsuits, Casey, I don't want you to be in one. <laughs> I appreciate it. Allegedly. <laughs> this is how I understand how it happened. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so so they've had problems with alleged leaks from the get-go. I don't understand how they still are. Like, I mean, I love the idea that they're so trusting and free with their employees because uh, having a micromanager and having to step through hoops just to get your work done is a pain. But uh, at the same time, they... Uh, give you that trust and that responsibility, assuming that you will do the right thing. So uh, if you if you can work from home and, and do whatever, doesn't mean that you can then download and share uh, the blueprints or anything that you've signed up saying, hey, you know, I'm not going to go uh, make videos of FSD and share them with the public because I'm under NDA. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, two thoughts yeah. on this. Um, even if Tesla open sourced everything that they did, so that, right. that was this was not even a, a possibility for someone to steal something because it's all just out there. Uh, yeah. it, it, I don't. Their advantage is not in that IP. It's right. in their pace of innovation and their culture of innovation and the engineer recruiting recruiting the efforts that they can do. Uh, so, if if someone else had the the plans for Dojo uh, right now, that doesn't mean that they. So the, the main reason you need this supercomputer is to do training for FSD, which means it has to ingest tons of video. Um, the clips that Terabytes are Terabytes from my car alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, uh, so everybody out there who's in the FSD program, whenever they tap that uh, little uh, send this report to Tesla, it did something wrong. Or all input is error. So if, if, it's, if it's drifting over and you correct it hard and, and take it out, they're going to like, why did the driver have to do that that let's capture that clip let's put it into the training let's let's put it in simulation let's you know whatever there's um so that it it, it might give them step one but you need to get to step 300 before it matters right, right. so so uh, stealing tesla's ip there um obviously they have to protect it i'm not saying they shouldn't but i'm saying that if they didn't it still wouldn't help anybody else very much anyway because yeah, there's but, so much that has to, to go with that whole system. Yeah, but a place where it would make a, a difference, though, is like right now, we talked last week or so, where Toyota said that they were going to follow to Tesla and go camera only instead of all of this uh, mumbo-jumbo extra sensors. Uh, so so there, Toyota's starting from zero. Whereas if they were able to have the Tesla training program and have uh, the, the sample set 
and and then have the configuration of the uh, of both the training computer and the car computer, uh, yeah. that will allow them to catch up probably within a year or two. Uh, once they get enough, you know, they're never going to do it this way because this is Toyota. But uh, another company could could have the resources and then you know collect the data themselves and then get started uh, doing like Tesla does. Uh, they 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 would be right on the tail. They wouldn't be leading by any means, but it would it would certainly significantly reduce their their time to get there. Right, which um, I think is a good thing. Uh, I, I don't... Um, result, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying corporate espionage is is a good business practice. But, but saving uh, those lives. <laughs> yes, exactly. If, if, if uh, someone else can get bootstrapped and that gets them going faster and that gets to a, a something that means that somebody doesn't die, uh, I'm, I, I'm for it. Then you've got the situation where the same uh, interview that, that, uh, that you mentioned earlier, uh, if Tesla was able to license it out, that would help everybody out because then they've got a, a guarantee. Uh, they don't have to do anything but turn the key and give give Tesla money. And then Tesla can use that money to improve their product for everybody else. And then everybody is able to benefit from that safety uh, without, and, you know, they, they are a business. They need to make money to, to continue to, to do what they do. Right. Yeah. And, and certainly a lot of car companies are used to working with suppliers for products like that, but it's different if the company is in direct competition. There so uh, there's there's a, a, a coopetition is a, a <laughs> saying in in the industry where you have to to cooperate with your competitors, and uh, it, it's it's um, someone like Toyota is not going to license FSD from Tesla. It's just not going to happen. Maybe some some startup would or, or uh, other companies that that uh, aren't already a big automaker. That a big automaker is going to want to have their own thing that they can brand their way. And even if that means they're buying it from a supplier, um, that's okay. But buying it from a competitor, not going to happen. Which is why we have uh, the likes of Denso and uh, AC Delco, right? Because it was a little yes. easier to, to, to buy from the sub-brand of your competitor without their name showing up under your hood than it was right. to... <laughs> yes. Hockey Day and I agree that other car companies are not going to pay Tesla a dime. Not the, not, not the big companies anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then Hockey Day points out that uh, that he can do on his own time uh, can create uh, like a video game because that's not the 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 company uh, what what his, what his day job does. Same with me with the uh, YouTube. Uh, if 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 I was working for a media company, they might try and 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 you know silence me. But since we do computer stuff, and I don't do anywhere near the same kind of computer stuff, if I touch computers at all. Uh, there's no conflict of interest. I've even declared it uh, every time I, I do an onboarding, uh, change jobs. I'm like, hey, you know, this is what I do. They're like, that's not a conflict of interest. I'm like, oh, thanks for you for writing that down. <laughs> yes, and, and that's the way to do it. It's exactly yeah. like you are. You you disclose that to them and you say, this is what I'm doing. This is some other interest I pursue. And um, don't try to uh, sneak it past them or, you know, because it's not just if you have a conflict of interest, if it's, if it's if there is the appearance of a conflict of interest. And if you were trying to hide something, then that could look bad even if it, it isn't. So uh, if you want to do some extracurricular stuff and you have an employer, um, let them know, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Or, and here's uh, how I guarantee is not going to have a conflict of interest with your products or technologies. Exactly. And then David brings up a really good example of this in action. The Russians stole our shuttle, but the Buran never flew. Uh, I think it would have had, what, maybe one test flight as a glide or something, and that was it. It, it rusted. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just getting the plans is is uh, only step one of 300. Yep. Oh, there you go. Hakkadeh said it flew once unmanned. 
But I don't think it went to space. It, it was like it was all atmospheric, right? Hmm. I don't remember. But either way, one time that was it. <laughs> then it then it became uh, a rusty mess. Uh, there was one <laughs> other tweet in there. Uh, do we want to share the superchargers? Uh, that was a topic we didn't pick up. Um, they we did talk about last week how they they put cameras on the a few of the trial stations in Europe to see how the sharing mm-hmm. is going on and and how smoothly everything is working out. And then uh, there's rumors now that uh, that they're getting ready to put CCS connectors on the American uh, superchargers. Uh, We'll see how that plays out. I I have a feeling that they're going to tread lightly and it probably won't start in California. Uh, But if you go to other places like like where I am or sometimes Patrick's place, uh, there's not always a competition if it's not the middle of a a, uh, holiday travel season. Right. Yeah, so I've traveled up and down the West Coast um, using superchargers, and LA was a pain. Um, but but uh, any anywhere uh, San Francisco or North, I've never had a, a problem. That, uh, it, I take it back. I did have to wait at Mount Shasta, um, so it's it's right on I five at the top of a mountain, and uh, uh, they only had four stations at the time. I think they have six now, so um, it it still could be you know twelve, but. Uh, uh, for the most part, I, I don't use the superchargers all that much. It's uh, I, I charge up in my garage. I drive around my neighborhood, and, and I don't need it. So I think it's a good thing for Tesla to do that. It helps make their network more valuable. It'll improve the utilization. That will give them more revenue, which will allow them to install more, more chargers. chargers. And because those are Tesla-branded, they've got skin in the game, whereas um, other uh, charge network companies are getting government subsidies or uh, were required to do it because of a lawsuit and they have obligations to to put so many in the ground and then they don't care about maintaining them. They don't care about their uptime. If they're blocked or whatever you call them, they don't care. Um, uh, so Tesla, the, the, one of the main reasons I got a Tesla is because I had such a bad experience with the charging networks with the other vehicles. And, and if it's, um, you know, Nissan doesn't have their own charging network. So you're instead at some third party network. They have nothing to do with that. They can't really influence them. They don't have a seat on their board. They don't have any uptime requirements for them. Um, so uh, the one of the smart things that Tesla did, and I think it's one of their biggest moats, is the charging network. And um, I think they're actually going to end up being good advertising for their vehicles because um, if, you, if you have a non-Tesla, but you're charging it, uh, Tesla network, you're going to see a lot of Tesla vehicles. You're going to say, wow, these guys are doing it right. Um, they've got what feature? Because I mean, a lot of these, I've called this uh, uh, time that we spend here our supercharger chat because yes. uh, that's Tesla owners talk to each other at the superchargers. So now it's going to be all EV owners. And there will be a lot of us enthusiastic Tesla owners saying, yeah, I had a vehicle like yours, but I didn't like the range limitation. I didn't like the slow charging speed or whatever it is. And this one's just so much better. So it's going to be good advertising for Tesla. Yeah, um, absolutely, exactly like that. I, I think that uh, the same thing for me with the uh, with the waiting. I've I've had to wait twice now. Uh, there was the one where I cut the line, and <laughs> and there was another one where we were returning from a hurricane evacuation. We evacuated oh, to wow. to Florida to go to uh, evacuate for a hurricane. Uh, going down was no problem. Everybody was already spaced out. You know, leaving after work, doing whatever. But coming back, everybody's like, ah, I want to be back at work on Monday, and. Uh, <laughs> And so at that point was also the same situation. Uh, a cabinet was down. 
and my wait time mm-hmm. was like six minutes and and it probably would have been better if uh if if the person who was blocking us had actually been closer to their car um because they had been done for the whole six minutes so maybe they were a slow, slow walker or something i i don't know they were um, getting idle fees huh this was before idle fees came out uh, so oh, they, they, they okay. did the right thing they, they weren't just hamming it up in the airport but um uh, if they had been around the car like so that when it moved like because it's just it pushed everybody back. Like after we were done, there was still one person waiting, but uh, while we were charging, it got to be about five people deep because we were missing two chargers because the cabinet was down. Uh, and then Aki mm-hmm. asked, what if they spun off the superchargers? So Tesla's known for vertically integrating. So this would be opposite of that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean they couldn't do it. Um, but uh, I think that is a, um... A weaker message, right? So, I mean, the, I just talked about how because they're Tesla owned and Tesla has skin in the game, that's going to this is this helps them sell their vehicles. So, right. it's because it, Volkswagen has got skin in the game too, but very few people realize that Electrify America is Volkswagen, it's right? Too far it's, arm's length. <laughs> yeah, and and um, it's not like Volkswagen is doing that for the right reasons, they're doing it because they were required to exactly <laughs> by law, uh, yeah. And they've actually Volkswagen's already tried to sell Electrify America. Oh wow! So they've they've met the um, requirements that the courts had, and um, they've they've put it up for sale. I don't know if I don't think anybody's taken them up on the it's offer. Sell buys it, but uh, y- yeah, right. I wouldn't be surprised in if uh, some Exxon or BP or Shell or whoever bought it because they want to sell you energy for your vehicle. If it's their paradigm, you got to go to a place to to get energy. So. <laughs> and they would love for you to have to wait around because then their convenience stores can sell more too. Uh, Dave, I'm not sure I understand the question. Did, did you do you get it, Patrick? Uh, looks like I made sure it didn't really work that often. Absolutely, hockey day. It's like they they did the bare minimums and then kept on trucking. <laughs> right, because that's what was required of them by law. They, they're meeting that, and um, yeah, any network out there should have uptime requirements with penalties. And then, uh, you know, the, right now, the only penalty is uh, they, they lose a, a few dollars that they could have collected from that um, if, if someone were to use it that day. But if instead, like idle fees, the uh, that would... If we're going to have infrastructure that we depend on for personal transportation, it has to have... Um, 99% uptime. And and if you have a station that's below that, you're penalized. And and, um, you don't want to make it so that that no business wants to touch it, but you also want to, so I I don't know what the right balance there is, but but you have to do something that uptime is a requirement. Yeah. Like uh, I I touched on this on Sunday on my show. Uh, We talked about how many sessions electrify america had was something like two 250 million sessions or something like that and then we talked about how many phone calls they had for customer support 142 sessions 142 million sessions so like literally uh 60 wow. percent of their sessions ended in a customer support call right and that's not uh, good I, yeah <laughs> that, that was very much my experience there were a lot of stations i would go to where uh it's not even on and then you try to power it on and the screen's blank. And so you has a 1-800 number there. You call them. They go, okay, yeah, we'll remote reset it. And then, you know, 30 seconds later, that's on after waiting four minutes on hold or whatever. And then, so even when there was no wait, there was still a wait. And then you've got to, you know, tap your fob or, or open their app Wipe or do whatever. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, it was such a hassle and yeah. unreliable and, and just not convenient. And and it's like, okay, this is going to guarantee that gas cars continue to get sold for a while. And because <laughs> uh, only early adopters will put up with this crap. Definitely. We need to move past that. We need to make, have the, the plug and charge where you're already, your car is a member of the network. You plug it in. It's, it tells them whatever ID information they need to do proper billing to an account that you already have set up. And that's what Tesla does. You don't, you don't swipe a credit card every time you go to a, a, a supercharger. It just, it knows. Exactly. And that's how it should be. Yeah. So Dave, Dave clarified uh, the Custer South Dakota Tesla rally. Uh, I'm going ah. prob- probably to a couple of outdoor events, maybe up to a state away, but I'm not really out and about yet still because uh, my baby has no shots. And uh, well, she has a vitamin D shot and whatever they give you at birth. Uh, so not, not enough. <laughs> right. There's a pandemic and you have a newborn. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not sure which is going to happen first. Uh, your child will turn six and get vaccinated or the pandemic will end. <laughs> well, I'm hoping it's the second one, but uh, <laughs> the pandemic ends and we can start doing uh, things more socially. That would be nice. Definitely. So uh, we have another story coming up about EV registrations have surged 60% in the U.S. for quarter one, 2022, with Tesla leading the way. That one's you, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is from Drive Tesla Canada. And you can tell that it's not written in the U.S. because percent is two words. Oh, nice. <laughs> in the U.S. Here it's, it's one word. In the U.K. or Canada, apparently they like to make it two words. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I can see how it started that way. But anyway... Um, I agree, David. David says all all chargers, uh, supercharger and otherwise, should have camera surveillance coverage. Absolutely. Yes, and and that way you can ticket people who are who are icing them. And yeah, that's actually how it yes, should spot be. Spot copper thieves and vandals. Right. Yes. Although the first thing they'll do is destroy the cameras. But <laughs> well, some criminals are not that smart, though. <laughs> A lot are not that smart. Yeah. <laughs> so um, percent. 60% with a space. Yes, so a 60% <laughs> surge. So the, 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 the headlines like this are a little clickbaity. A 60% surge does not mean that it's uh, 60% of vehicle, new vehicles or anything. It's, it's starting from a relatively small amount. It's, it's up 60%. Um, EV registration surged to 100, I'll just round, 159,000 total vehicles for the first three months of the year. Overall, this means 4.6% of the light vehicle Still registrations great. in the U.S. were EVs. Remember, so we were 4. we were hoping, yeah, yeah. Remember we were hoping that hybrids would hit two percent, four point six percent, boom, yes. baby. Right. Yes, <laughs> we we have punched through the hybrid ceiling and uh, on our way. And uh, uh, I can't wait for this. The, once we get to eighteen or twenty percent, that's when the hockey stick starts going, and you you quickly go from twenty percent. To like sixty percent, uh, the real sixty percent of yeah. not just the sixty percent overall. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes that's, right. That's when you get on the S curve and and start riding the steep part of it up. Yes. So uh, it, it's it took a long time to get to one percent. Now we're at four and a half percent. So uh, you know ten percent, then we hit twenty percent, and then boom, it's just going to be like everybody you know who's buying a car is going to be buying an EV. All right, and but that's, that's all cars. Thing. What about what yeah. about Tesla? Where's, uh, yeah, go ahead, if, if you found that in there. Oh, I thought you were going into that. <laughs> so uh, Tesla's at 65% of that 4.6% at, uh, let's see, what was it? Uh, 59% increase in sales with 113,882 cars for just quarter one, which is supposed to be a weak quarter. Instead, it was an all-time high. 
for Tesla. Right. Yeah, with the gas prices uh, shooting up, there's a whole lot of people that are interested in EVs. And and I think everybody, obviously the people watching this now are obviously uh, EV aware and probably Tesla drivers, most of them already. But we, I want to, we should electrify all the things. Yes. So if, if <laughs> yeah, if your furnace goes out, if you're, uh, uh, you should be replacing that with a uh, with a heat pump. If your stove oven goes out, you should be replacing that with an induction cooktop. And and if Water your heater, car dryer. is old, yeah. yes, yeah. So electrify all the things, and and we have to start doing that now. And, and because a lot of these things have a long lifespan, and uh, five years from now, if you're still using fossil fuels to power them. Uh, the prices are going to be unstable and jumping all over the place. We've seen that happen already. And uh, so, uh, yeah, take every opportunity you can to uh, electrify your utilities, your transportation. And and then it's a lot easier to get renewable energy to, to power that. And the, with, with a gas car, you have to use gasoline. With the natural gas appliance, you have to use fossil methane. I'm not going to call it natural gas. <laughs> so, yeah, this is just great propane, to see. Yeah. But once you switch all those things out for heat pumps and electrics and, and, and resistive heat, you can bring about a future. That is free from fossil fuels. That's where we want to get to, baby. Yes. <laughs> so so the next uh, the next two stories we've got coming up, um, this one is, is actually tweeted by either Mark or Patrick over on the Tesla Life, uh, which you can find over at the Tesla Life uh, on Twitter. All one word. All one word. The Tesla Life on Twitter, like this. Uh, so drivers using the Tesla Autopilot are uh, eight times less likely to be involved in an accident, uh, states uh, the 2021 impact report, uh, which would be our next story is a 2021 impact Wait, report. Wait, it's a lack of impact report, Casey. In this, you just in this, said they, they don't get in crashes. In this, in this particular <laughs> case, yes. Um, in fact, the, of, of the FSD beta crashes I've heard of, uh, the, the, the two of them were... Uh, cases where the car was struck by somebody else. So the first one was a motorcycle whose wheel fell off. He struck the back of a Model S and, and unfortunately lost his life. And then the the next one was a uh, Camry that was running a red light, and it was running it so fast that the car computer didn't see it, couldn't comprehend that anybody would be this foolish, and then it got tagged. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing there was probably also a visual obstruction as well, because the car is really good about, even if you're manually hammering the pedal, it's really good about cutting that lightning pedal back and, and letting you watch that car come right by where you were going to be. So there, there had to have been multiple uh, factors in, in this to allow that car on FSD to get hit by the speeding run, red light running Camry. It's probably yeah, also really a really scale red light. Go ahead. I, I just had a couple experiences with FSD that I thought would be interesting to share. Um, the first one, uh, there was a, a dead squirrel in the road oh, and wow. it went around it. Yeah, I like it when uh, it does it, that rather than making yeah. roadkill. <laughs> right, there was there was room to go around it safely, and it and it did. Um, I don't know if it thought it was a, a live squirrel or what, but uh, um, so that was that was interesting. And then the uh, next one, there was a, a biker in the bike lane, and uh, it scooted over closer to the oncoming traffic um, to to give the biker more room, and it got a little too close to the oncoming traffic for my concern. I was like, uh, but I was looking, it saw the lanes, everything was fine. And it slowed down, which I've passed bicycles before and it didn't do all these things. Um, 
and it's not like that person was even like they were dead center of the bike lane they weren't like super close to the traffic so i'm not sure why i decided to give them extra room that time every time uh, it sees a schwinn somebody veers to the left <laughs> <laughs> right yes oh it's that biker he, he he's not stable <laughs> give him extra room it knows it knows joe on his schwinn is not stable. <laughs> I've, I've seen it do that where certain certain car brands like brands but like models like where they're typically not the strongest drivers it, it tends to give them a little more caution i'm like oh wow like usually like missing a taillight or something it's like oh i would have done the same thing good job <laughs> that is it it's uh it's being trained by humans so it might uh take in some of their biases yeah uh, very interesting i hadn't thought about that i assumed it, it wouldn't do that sort of stuff but uh we we've seen that with ai training models um it, it uh sometimes for the for the worst copies the humans yeah. that because it was in the training data and so yeah. that's what they emulate and yeah i did something fun today we were going to lunch and uh, uh the left turn lane was backed out into the drive lane and the right lane was being numbskulls and it was too full and so my car decided it was not going to hang that right turn lane it went to the inside right turn lane instead but uh, there was a truck hanging out into my lane and it uh, it was going to wait and I just tapped the pedal saying, all right, go ahead. And it, it went over like it, it didn't have to fold the mirrors, but it went way over <laughs> uh, mm. to the right and then went around the truck and recentered itself. And I, I was like, wow, that was probably how I would have done it. But like, it was smooth. And I, this thing is learning and it's fast. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's when you know it's coming when you're like, oh, wow, that's exactly what I would have done. Um, that's when you know it's, it's getting it right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, David says the other piece is making long-lasting appliances and HVAC systems. Yeah, because building something mm -hmm. fresh is um, it's still going to take more more impact on 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 the planet than than making something that exists work. Uh, yes. Especially if if they're similar uh, fuel impact. But uh, when we look at like EVs versus fossils, uh, you've got you've got a similar impact on construction. Uh, it's not to the EV's favor on construction. But then it makes up for it in spades on on, mm -hmm. on fuel and maintenance. Uh, speaking of which, in the impact right. report, uh, the uh, we determined that uh, I I always said you know hey if you if you're going to keep your car for less than two years or not less than two years less than two oil changes then it's okay to get a fossil, uh, but if you're going to keep it anything longer <laughs> than two two oil changes you should probably get an EV. Well, yep. for Tesla now that is actually within the first oil change so. Really? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was in the impact report. I, I, I don't know where in it, but I remember uh, uh, seeing that one as, as people were picking it apart, and that was really cool. Uh, right. Another, yeah, and that makes sense as you get to economies of scale. Yeah, uh, a lot of that stuff is amortized over larger, so the, your effective footprint is going to be smaller. That's cool. Exactly. Uh, another thing that came up. I'm just going to share the screen on this one because it was so cool. Um, the uh, the the Tesla Energy department is, is putting in more energy than the Tesla factories and every Tesla automobile is, is drawing from the grid. So they're, they, they put in 25.39 terawatt hours and they took out 25.27 terawatt hours. So if somebody says, oh, well, you're supercharging in West Virginia and they run on coal. So? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm net negative here, baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the solar panels that we have, uh, make enough uh, for us to drive about 30,000 miles a year. And uh, collectively, our two vehicles probably drive less than 15,000 right. miles. So, so yeah, we're uh, uh, 
certainly for our vehicles doubled negative. <laughs> right. and, and that's and that's only counting Tesla energy installations. So somebody like right. me who doesn't have I don't have Tesla Tesla's panels, I don't have solar city panels, and and, and my power walls aren't yet delivered. Um, they don't know about what I'm doing, so they're just assuming I'm burning mm-hmm. I'm burning a combo of nuclear and coal based on where that that house is, and mm-hmm. uh, they're wrong. So so it's right. even better than they said because right. I would be in that blue bar with them anyway, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah and if you take a, a random Tesla owner, I, I I'd say uh, it's a fair bet that they're far more likely to have solar than your average pickup driver. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, they, they went through a lot of really cool stuff. Like they talked about how um, they went through and, and they've got Tesla Energy, Tesla Storage, Tesla Software, it's like AutoBidder and FSD and all the stuff in the car down to the Tesla uh, battery cells. So they've got the complete cycle. And not only that, they're recycling, uh, recycling packs. Not that too many of them are coming out of the car because later on they pointed out that uh, the packs outlast the cars. <laughs> right. Yeah, a friend of mine is interested in getting an EV, and that was one of her questions is, um, are the batteries recycled? And uh, there's not a lot of battery recycling right now, but be- because there's not a lot that have, have, have gone well, through that phase in their life. Not, but but there's, but there's, there's certainly... A uh, finished pack recycling, but they, the, anything that fails quality inspection, anything that was in a crash test, those are getting recycled today. Right, yes. Yeah. So my answer was, absolutely, this stuff is being recycled, and the... the um, uh, there are several startups working on recycling. It's it's going to become a, a major source of the um, metals and minerals that they need to make the next generation of vehicles. Uh, it's not going to be going into landfills. Batteries are one of the most recycled things that we we have, um, uh, especially if you look at like lead acid batteries with that trade-in. So EV batteries have value even after their life, and so they're not going to just end up in a landfill. And exactly. uh, that's that's great. Yeah. And and previously, Elon has stated that the uh, a completely dead pack that can't accept one new electron, uh, it won't open the contactors, anything, uh, is worth nine thousand dollars. Just a completely dead hunk of metal, and and and, and gels. So imagine you know that the, what typically will happen even in a wrecked car is the battery will still hold some charge no matter how bad you beat this thing to, to pieces, uh, assuming that you didn't also light it on fire. Um, <laughs> so so who's going to let that nine thousand dollars plus because it's generally going to be plus in the what ten mm-hmm. to fifteen thousand dollar range who's going to throw fifteen thousand dollars in the landfill and just let it sit when they could sell it to a recycler or sell it to uh, a grid storage or somebody who could actually make use of it and right yeah the um, second life for batteries is an interesting idea because their their first life is mobile and and harsh where yes. you know i mean every acceleration and brake is a big discharge or charge but as backup energy, that it's, it's you can use it at half the C rating that that they would have as an electric vehicle. You can do slow charges and discharges, and uh, uh, it, it can be a, a retirement uh, life. And then after that, then you recycle it. So uh, yeah, reuse is definitely uh, is is a uh, it's reduce, reuse, recycle, right? So uh, exactly, reuse and then recycle. It's kind of like uh, like my computers. They they get run hard, like. Um... Like what they were built for, you know. I, I run them for gaming, run them for video editing, and then when I'm done with them, I retire them to a friend or family member who's just a regular computer user. Like they they may dabble, so it's like they had this really hard life, and then they just go out to the farm and they retire. <laughs> right? Yeah, I I do email now. <laughs> Life's easy. Yes. I don't have to crunch these massive uh, video files anymore. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. The 
uh, global recordable injuries per 1,000 cars uh, for 2021 was just 2.9 uh, per per 1,000 cars they built. I'm not sure if that was from the um, inside the factory or uh, in crashes. It looks like it's inside the factory. Yeah, in fact, Tesla said they're going to change the method that they use for reporting this to one that's um, more accurate. And it actually, the, the more accurate one made them look a little worse. Oh, but, yes. But uh, it, but if that's what they think is the best way to report it for accuracy, that's what they're going to do. And that is really cool. Right. And I like the fact that they, they focus more on accuracy rather than the feel-good advertising stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so here they were talking about uh, the... Uh, emissions and so they compare uh, the average fossil car versus a model three and Y with personal or grid uh, uh, personal use for grid charge versus solar and ride share. So they're even like looking at uh, not just uh, Robotax because that's not out right now, but they're looking at people using it for Uber and Lyft and um, looking at it with a grid and solar and like this impact report is 144 pages of awesomeness. <laughs> I don't think we have time to cover all of that. In fact, we we're don't. at the end of our hour. <laughs> we are. We are. Oh snap! We just just went over it. So, uh, um, why don't we uh, why don't we do the closing there, uh, Patrick? Okay, I'll start it. Uh, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org, and I blog occasionally. And uh, thanks for uh, checking out one of my articles today on the show. Uh, and of course, I am here because I want to see a future free from fossil fuels. Take it away, Casey. If you haven't already hit the like button, give it a like. And uh, down here, hit that subscribe button. If it's red, it should be gray or black. And uh, you can find us online. Uh, we showed you on Twitter at the Tesla Life, all one word. And uh, what is it on Facebook? I don't do the Facebook that much. It, yeah, it's uh, the Tesla Life show. I think I'd have to. I'd have to look. Well, the Tesla Life number one. Oh, there you go. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're right. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I remember number one. Uh, you can yes. find me online at uh, youtube.com slash Casey Green. Uh, I do uh, a show similar to this, but very, very long on Sundays. People pop in and out, both not just the viewers, but the hosts pop in and out as well because it's so long. Uh, we, we went a little out of control this, this, this week and got to seven hours. Uh, almost hit the maximum what? record limit on the software. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. And, um, and then I, I also do for a little while. Uh, right, so yeah, Omar talking, yeah, yeah. Cool. pop in and out. Everybody pops in and out, and so then I also do some pre-recorded shows. So on, um, I've got one. Uh oh, did we lose Casey? Well, um, it still says it's a it's live and recording, and I can't stop it. So uh, <laughs> here we are. Uh, <laughs> without Mark, I I didn't plan on doing a uh, one person podcast here. So, um, hmm, well, all right. I, uh, I don't have another article planned either, so I don't even know how to... Uh, hopefully Casey will pop back in and put me out of my misery here. <laughs> uh, hmm. So uh, next week, Mark Colgan should be back, so you'll be able to uh, have Mark run in this show again, hopefully yeah. without this kind of... Uh... Oh, there we go. Casey's back. Yeah. So I don't know. My computer just quit on me. It's like, yeah, we've had enough of you talking. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, so, I'm trying so, not to uh, let dead air in. Yeah. Right, right. No, that's Go the way ahead. to do it. So, so uh, uh, as I was saying, I, I've got a video coming out on the uh, the, the lithium-ion conversion, uh, aftermarket conversion for the Tesla starter battery, and then I've also got a uh, an FSD video coming out before Elon 
manages to release the next version. Uh, I, I managed to, uh, to get a little bit behind sometimes, but this one is uh, as typical as the FSD in rain. Those seem to be fun, and, uh, and that should be coming hopefully before FSD uh, updates for us. All right. Cool. And then, oh, man, my music. I had music from uh, Lee Moon all lined up. Oh, but you uh, just had to reboot or whatever there. Yeah, so thank yeah, you, Lee Moon. crashed on me. <laughs> for our uh, intro, outro music. Absolutely. Lee's one of our uh, community here and shared this with us. And yeah, that's cool right, David. But uh, tune in next week and find out what's happening in the Tesla life. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Stay positive. Test negative.